motion and bounce built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Magnesium is naturally found in foods like This is the Well and Good Podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The end of 2022 is near, and what a year it's been. On today's episode, we, your hosts, Ella Dove, and myself, Taylor Camille, are taking a look back as we've rounded up the quotes and moments from the second year of the podcast that have really stuck with us. And how appropriate is it that such a special episode marks our 90th episode since launch? And with our 100th episode on the horizon, we'd love to hear your thoughts on how we should celebrate this milestone in the new year. So please shoot us an email at podcastatwellandgood.com and let us know. And before we dive in, let us thank you for tuning in each and every week, sharing your thoughts and feelings with us, whether that's been via email, on social, or leaving a review, or even sharing with a friend. We look forward to continuing our reporting and conversations in the new year. And until then, let's take this trip down memory lane of year two of the Well and Good podcast. An episode that really inspired me and I think captivated a lot of our listeners was when we dedicated the month of March with episodes for our Women's History Month initiative the F word, and reflected on what feminism means to us and how our understanding of the gender binary, intersectionality, and the concepts of feminism, femininity, and womanhood can be complicated, but always evolving. Founder of Tude Beauty, Sherry Siadat, had this to share. I'm a woman. Like, I'm both. That actually gives me tremendous strength because femininity was shoved down my throat to be soft, beautiful, focus only on my appearance almost being a subservient to a man, being a stay-at-home mother. Like these were messages all both from being Iranian and also like what I ingested in the 80s and 90s of like what a woman should be. And it's like, no, a woman can be like very strong and sweet. And she can be soft in terms of caring and being embracing people and having tremendous empathy, but also not a pushover. These are new ways we are defining feminism moving forward, particularly like as my kids are part of Gen Z, we're seeing a new, a new way. And that's what the F word, that's what the F word means to me. And then we dedicated a whole episode to one of my favorite things on earth, coffee. Talking to neuroscientist, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, who reinforced my fixation. 
Fortunately, there is a lot of research that's shown that coffee is fantastic. I've been drinking this since I was a child. I'm half Italian. You grow up with coffee and wine. But, you know, we, we drink pure black coffee. Obviously, the type of coffee you drink and what you put in that counts tremendously. But it certainly is the first thing I drink in the morning. I always carry coffee around with me. I think it's an incredibly wonderful source of energy. It helps your short-term memory. It helps decrease inflammation in the brain. I mean, there's just so many benefits. People always talk about being addicted to coffee as a negative thing. And, you know, there's so much around the word addiction that we can unpack and all the rest of it. But it's got a negative con connotation. It's more that it actually facilitates good functioning in terms of, that's how I see it. It facilitates good functioning. And then we took a look at something that triggered both Ella and I to talk about, and that was our episode on main character energy. It can be difficult to identify the narcissist in your life, and once you do, it's even more difficult to know how to deal with them. But Dr. Romani Diversula and Rayan Langas had some tips for us. I think we have to give young people a minute to breathe. It's very easy to say everyone's on social media, everyone's narcissistic. Not so simple. I mean, there's plenty of people who spend time on social media who are deeply empathic towards other people when they're in real life kinds of conversations. And then there's a lot of people where it's all selfies on social media and their lives are just one big selfie. They can't even be present with another human being. So we have to be so careful because it's so easy to make these big generalizations. This is the first time in history we're living with devices, with this sort of the false self that social media requires and everybody putting the depictions of their lives out there. But is anyone actually paying attention to anyone else's life but their own? We don't know. I mean, we're going to find that over time. We're also going to find out if the the whole idea of branding oneself. How does that affect people? The whole frictionless economy. Have, has it become to the point where we don't even know how to appropriately interact with somebody who's checking out your groceries or who's in a coffee shop because we're so used to pushing a few buttons on an app and grabbing it and not even saying thank you. So the do's and don'ts of the main character energy. I feel like let's say you're going to a pool party, you can walk in and you can feel so confident and be like, oh my gosh, I am feeling myself. I look so sexy, but don't bring other people down in the process. You know, even go a step further and like hype someone up, give another girl a compliment and be like, wow, you are rocking that bikini. I feel like another situation, do advocate for yourself for that raise or that promotion that you really want at your job, but also acknowledge that you're part of a bigger team. It's not mm -hmm. just about you. I think another one could be like, do go for the cute guy you see at the bar, but don't step on your friend's toes. If she's also like, oh, you know, I thought he was cute. Like he's not worth it. So I think those are a few do's and don'ts of, of main character energy. Meanwhile, a main character in all of our lives, definitely mine, is our gut. And if we've learned anything about our audience this year, it's that you love hearing from Dr. B and Bridget Zeitlin on all things gut-related. Here's Dr. B with some of his gut feelings. Your gut is adapted to whatever is your routine diet. And you can change that. You can make it something different. Like, it is adaptable, which is a very exciting, empowering thing. But if you do a radical change, it's like January 1st and you're like, I'm doing the new fad thing that everyone's doing. Yo, let's go. And you make this radical change, you should expect that you're going to struggle and feel horrible because your gut microbiome is, you're asking it to do too much and to change too quickly. But if you're willing to instead invest into small, simple, sensible choices and put that on repeat and start to like gradually move in a certain direction with your diet over time, 
you allow your gut microbiome a chance to keep up with what you're doing, it will be thankful for this. You won't have to suffer through the intolerances or the, or the uh, upset stomach or the bloating. And you can actually shift your gut microbiome towards, for example, a diet that's different than what you've been eating, maybe a plant-predominant diet. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A conversation that really stuck with me was the one about pleasure. And we spoke to Evian Whitney and Alexandra Fine, and they both had a lot to share. And it helped me kind of redefine what pleasure means to me and how I look at it. I would define pleasure as anything that you can do that makes your body feel good. And I like that definition because I think pleasure has been so sexualized. Like a Mm -hmm. lot of us have equated pleasure and maybe there are people who are listening to this conversation and they're like, oh, pleasure, you're talking about sex and you're talking about orgasm and masturbation. And like, yeah, that's one aspect of pleasure. But I want us to remember that we have the potential to experience pleasure outside of the sexual realm and that pleasure is about feeling good in our own bodies. So like, what are the things that make you feel good? What are the things that bring you joy, that delight your senses, that help your body soften? That to me is, is the definition of pleasure. I did some like market research where I asked people whether or not they felt sexually fulfilled and if they were interested in changing it and why. And what I found was that people who identified as women, were were more likely to say that sex isn't as enjoyable and less interested in making it better because they don't believe that it can be. They've, you know, been in a relationship for 10 plus years and just is what it is. It, It just hasn't served them. And like, I don't think have a belief that they could have more of that joy. We are handed one specific script about what sex is supposed to look like, which is like penis goes in a vagina and then you guys come together and then it's over because he can't go anymore. And just breaking that script gives you so much opportunity. It forces you to have conversations and not just make assumptions. 10% of, of women, that's how the studies refer to them, 10% are anorgasmic. I've never had an orgasm. And then we passed the mic for Pride to Alok Benbenin and Rachel Ricketts 
for our Love Out Loud series. So often we're taught that romance requires validation from the other. But I actually feel like internal self-acceptance is the most profound form of romance that there ever could be. And I got to a place in my healing where I was like, oops, I've outsourced what, I, what should be my internal work mm. to the world. <laughs> and I need other people to confer a kind of legitimacy and sense of safety that only I can give to myself. Mm -hmm. And that was really confronting for me in my healing journey because I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like I had spent so long pointing and being like, you are not. And of course they're not, mm -hmm. but there's certain things that other people cannot give us. Yeah. And so then I started to spend a lot more of my time in the kind of quiet of my solitude, which was also I think really accompanied with the quarantine, which might be an experience for a lot of listeners, where for the first time I had to really just sit with myself. I think one of the most beautiful things about holding the identities that I have, as oppressed as they are in the world that we live in, is that it has forced me in many ways to come to terms with a deep sense of love and embodiment for myself. And a lot of people call this resilience. A lot of people call this strength. A lot of people call this courage. And it is all of those things. But I also want to be clear that I'm not glorifying that just because we are made most marginalized that like, how great, because then I get to be strong and brave and resilient, right? Like the other side of the places that I've come to in my healing journey, which is work, is a result of a lot of harm and the ways in which I've chosen to work through that harm and to be able to find love again, in a hopeless, hopeless place. Another episode that resonated with many of you was our episode on decisions. I personally cannot get Nell Wolfhart's voice out of my head when it's crunch time to just make a damn choice. You know, when the pandemic yeah. came and like all the rules were out the window, I know a lot of people found it terrifying. In a way, I kind of found it liberating because especially when we were maybe one year in, I was like, there are no rules anymore. Like literally we can do whatever yeah. we want. Like we have a chance to like start from the ground up and build something totally different. And of course, like that hasn't quite yeah. happened in the way that I wanted, but I do feel like for our own <laughs> lives, you know, now that we know how fragile the structures around us are and how the rules are malleable, I think there's a lot of freedom in that and that you can go ahead and do the thing that you always wanted to do. And probably it's going to be fine. The pandemic just helped us to see how, how little those rules matter, how little other people's opinion matters. It, it was terrifying, of course, and, and, but you're right. Like we don't ever really know what the future holds, but I do have a rule that people can apply for their everyday lives, which is take the amount of time you think you need to make a decision and cut it in half. Give yourself mm -hmm. that deadline and then you just have to stick to that deadline. 50% of the time you think you need, honestly, it's probably already more than enough. Again, turns out we all love tummy troubles. So naturally, our episode on poop really resonated with all of us. Bridget Zeitlin, as the captain of our number two fan club, shared this. I love it. I, in a word, love. So I love poop. I love talking about poop with my friends and my family. My mom does not like when I talk about poop, but my dad, who's a physician, gets down with it with me. We talk about all the things. I love it because it can tell us so much about our health 
our internal well-being, what's going on. It can also tell us so much about how stressed out we are and how much care generally like we're taking of ourselves in that, in like a stress anxiety kind of state. It tells us so much about our diet. And as a registered dietitian, obviously I'm all about what we're putting into our bodies. And it can also, it can change like our, our frequency of our poop changes based on like if we're traveling and if we're having a stressful day and it's so variable that if we're not talking about it freely, like it's hard to move through those things. I think if you feel like a little bit of shame around not about talking about it, like it's, it's to me, it's as, as essential to our health as breathing and drinking water. On today's show, you heard from many of the voices from past episodes of the Well and Good podcast. This episode was produced by Taylor Camille, Abby Stone, and myself, Ella Dove, along with many other hands and brains here at Well and Good, as always. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Edits by Haley Pascalides with mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel. Our theme music was created by Madeline Lekomsky and Matt Domenico, and our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette.